Okay, welcome to the Nino and Tierney podcast. I'm Paul Nino. And I'm Steve Tierney. Well, this is a recording we just did today, Monday, December 21st. We've kind of been having our talks and updating on everything that's going on on Fridays, but we heard today about a new stimulus bill. So today was the day to have this discussion. Yeah, it's happening quickly and, and we want to get the information out to clients as soon as possible. Yeah. So we're hopeful this is good news. I think that I see this as a lot of stuff that's been kind of cleaned up and fixed and things that there was a lot of uncertainty about. Uh, so um, this should be good information. We went down a laundry list of things that impact both individuals and businesses in this new bill. This bill is um, in Congress right now. We're hoping that maybe as of right now, it's being voted on and the president has indicated he'll sign it. Yeah, I mean, I think either way, they're pretty committed to having it done before they leave for Christmas break. Yeah. So I know when we talked last time before the client call last Wednesday, we put a wager as to when this was going to be put into place. So yes, I don't remember what that wager was. So <laughs> maybe by next time we can uh, look through the archives and figure out who won and talk about a... And who's buying lunch. A exactly. That's right. All right. All right. Enjoy. All right. Hey, Steve. Oh, Monday. Unusual day for recording. I know. Unusual day for recording because we've got some breaking news that we wanted to talk about. Yes. A new stimulus package. Yeah. Sounds like... Um, as of the recording of this, which is 407 Pacific time, oh, what is it? Pacific Daylight Savings Time, uh, December 21st, 20. Okay. Wait, no, it's Pacific Standard Time now, right? I would think that would make sense since we did the roll, the fall back. Yeah. Um, so as of this point, it's not yet. Um, I don't think it's been voted on. I just checked a minute ago. It certainly hasn't been signed, but. Every indication is that there the details have been released. There is an agreement. It's just a matter of the formality of getting lawmakers in the building to pass the votes. And then uh, President Trump has indicated he's going to be signing this. So it sounds like this is a done deal. We ought to talk about it. And especially since there's pretty significant uh, tax implications that kind of reverse the way we've been thinking about these PPP loans, we want to get this information out. ASAP, but yet yeah. reserve the right. If for some reason there's some change, we'll have to re-release this. Yeah, I'm excited about that PPP because that was going to be I already seen with clients how it was going to hit them pretty hard. These small businesses. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about it. So this was a deal that was reached late last night, Sunday night. It's uh, started seeing it the news coming out late last night. $900 billion stimulus uh, bill, kind of, uh, other than a couple of things that were snuck in at the end, it goes in line with the outline of, of what we thought was going to happen when we had our client call last Wednesday, meaning that this bill that is that was passed is the one that was, that broke out the liability limitation and the state funding. So this is the one that doesn't contain those things. It's just the stimulus bill. We'll talk about that in a minute. 
Okay. So it's $900 billion uh, stimulus bill. Uh, just, uh, it's interesting to note, this is the second largest federal stimulus package ever. Wow. Can you guess what the number one largest one was? Well, I'm gonna guess it was the CARES Act of uh, April. Yeah, two trillion for the CARES yeah. Act. Yeah. So anyways, uh, la as of last I read, both chambers are expected to vote on this uh, today, which at this point it's seven o'clock East Coast, but uh, hopefully they'll be voting tonight. Yeah. So I guess first thing you talk about is stimulus checks. All right, checks. <laughs> <laughs> So this was this was this felt like this was snuck in at the last minute, along with the PPP thing we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, but uh, there will be a second stimulus check at six hundred dollars a person, which is half of what went out uh, in the first round as a result of the CARES Act, and six hundred dollars per child. You know, one thing I saw in the news today is they said that they were going to be able to get these checks out next week. Yeah. So there's no delaying um, getting them out, you know, after the year end or at the beginning of the year. I mean, they are going to start pumping out those checks right away. Yeah. So anybody who's already filed a return and their bank info is already on file with the IRS or they or they receive Social Security. So their bank info is already on file with the IRS or they filled out that IRS online form to um you know, enter their bank information last time we went through all this, those people should be getting this deposit next week. That's great. Yeah. Talk to a lot of people and then there's people that are still being laid off. And so this is going to be a big help to them. Yeah. I haven't heard about whether or not um, people can go online and enter their bank information right now or not. I don't know if that form's still open. Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about that part of it. Yeah. So it's based on 2019 income uh, and your taxpayers are phased out in getting this. Um, so they're, the, the amount that they would receive slowly is reduced for adjusted gross income between 75,000 and 99,000. And that amount is doubled for married filing joint taxpayers. Huh. All right. And again, it, it's that phase out is based on their 2019 tax return. Right. But if they don't get this check for some reason, their bank account information isn't there, just like before, I think that they can file to receive it as part of their 2020 tax return. So that'll be two credits that they'll get like on their 2020 yeah. tax return. So we'll, so that'll be, I mean, quite a quite a discussion to have with clients is, okay, did you get the first round? Yes or no. Did you get the second round? Yes or no. And trying to reconcile all those with IRS transcripts and whatnot to make yeah. sure that we've accounted for all of it. It's going to be. I said this last week, I I'm hoping that IRS has a, a website similar to the where's my refund website where you could find out if the stimulus check has been issued because I know we'll have taxpayers clients who don't remember. I'm, I might have gotten it. I'm not sure. But the where's my refund, we couldn't do. We couldn't check that. They had to check it themselves, correct? Yeah, that's right. So the taxpayers could look that up, but but that's going to be a lot quicker for, for our clients to find out if they got them or not. Okay. Yeah. 
And then also for individuals, an extension of unemployment benefits. Um, you know, the federal government has been, um, you know, providing an add-on to state unemployment benefits at $600 a week, I believe, under the CARES Act. Um, and then this new stimulus bill is going to extend that, but at $300 a week, um, basically extending it for 11 weeks from the end of December through March 14th of next year. I think that that one I thought was 600 till like September 1st, and then it was 300. That's right. Till right. December. And so it just extends that $300 again. I guess. That's correct. Good point. Thanks for clarifying that. I mean, the one thing I guess that will be interesting as well is there's no withholding on that unemployment checks. So are people going to be potentially hit with taxable income that they're not expecting because that's taxable? Yep. Yeah. All right, then on to uh, business um, stimulus items. So most significantly the PPP program. So they are um, reopening the PPP program so the hardest hit small businesses can apply for a second loan. Uh, let's see. I don't see this. There was a dollar amount that I saw that they had put aside for this PPP loan, but I don't see it at the moment. But um, bottom line is uh, for businesses that have fewer than 300 employees and have seen a drop of at least 25% of their revenue during the first, second, or third quarter of 2020 can apply for a second round of PPP funds. So that's compared to last year? I. I would assume so. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've already spoken with a client on this today and they were asking about that and saying, you know, well, I assume that's, I'm a cash method taxpayer. So I assume that's on the cash method of accounting. And, you know, those details are just not out yet. If that measurement's going to be based on, you know, cash method or accrual method and all those kinds of things. But, yeah. I think the purpose of our discussion right now is just kind of vetting out some of this stuff and getting a general overview of what what our clients can expect. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing I read about this is there's some flexibility on how the proceeds can be spent if your if your PPP loan is under 150,000. So hmm. previously, you could only spend it on payroll, rent, mortgage interest, utilities, you know, payroll related things like health insurance premiums, things like that. I, I think that's hmm. it. So I don't know what kind of flexibility that gives if you can just use it on all your operating expenses. I don't know that, but that, yeah, that would be, would be Yeah, that would be interesting if you could use it on other items and if it brought in other types of businesses that aren't payroll driven. Yeah. Um, it was interesting also that they, that PPP funds now don't have to be reduced by the amount of EIDL loans that were received. So if you received an EIDL loan at the front end of this, right, we've always said, I mean, it was in, in the original law was, hey, you can't do both. Right. And it was on the application even for applying for the PPP loan. I think it's even on the forgiveness application where you have to reduce the amount you're applying to have Okay. forgiven 
but this loan specifically removes that requirement. Oh, okay. So it'll be interesting if businesses have already filed for forgiveness, they might have a, and they had happen to have an EIDL loan, they might need to reapply for forgiveness of that EIDL amount as well. Wow. And then I guess we kind of bury the lead. But the most important thing about all this is that now businesses can, in fact, deduct expenses that they spent, you know, deductible expenses that they spent from forgiven PPP funds. Yeah. Yes. Super excited about that. Um, you know, talking to the clients and we were saying you're going to have to add back X hundred thousand dollars to your taxable income and you're going to have to pay taxes on them. They're like, why did I bother to get this loan? I would have rather have just laid all those people off. So that's pretty great. I'm excited about it. I feel like the, the one caveat to all this is what is California going to do about this? Are they going to conform to this or are they not? That's still, I think, a little bit of a wild card. I, I mean, my, my professional guess would be California is not going to comply to this. Um, that's just a guess. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, the history of this, right? Because when the CARES Act first came out, one of the main features that was talked about related to the forgiveness of the PPP loans was that the cancellation of indebtedness was not going to be taxable as income. Right. And so for the very, very beginning of us processing this and trying to communicate this to our clients, that was what we stressed. Right. And then the IRS came out with a ruling that said, you know, our interpretation of general tax law is that, you know, you don't have, in essence, for lack of a better way to describe it, you don't have basis in these funds, so you're not going to get a deduction for this. Right. So this was the IRS ruling on how they were going to apply the interpretation of the forgiveness of the PPP funds. But Congress has clearly now came back and said, look, our intent all along was that businesses would not have to pay tax on these funds. And right. we're going to, we're going to basically um, clarify that by putting into the law that you can deduct those expenses. Yeah. Kind of an interesting, um, thing to go through to understand, you know, who has what authority, you know, how that authority comes into play when it comes to administering the tax system, you know, to see Congress come up with this rule. And when Congress doesn't provide clear cut language, then the IRS is free to interpret it as they want. Right. Yeah. As part of the regulation process and everything. Yeah. 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 I but thought I read. Go ahead. I thought I read something that said that this may cause problems for people that have either already applied for forgiveness or received forgiveness, or maybe have already filed tax returns. Did you see anything related to that? I have not seen that. I've not seen that. I, I, I can't imagine what those problems would be. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that if it had something to do with, well, if you've been granted forgiveness before this law was in place, are you subject to the rules? 
right before you know that's, the laws affected that that uh, that could be right. it i gotta think that congress will correct that and yeah. even i i think the irs would frankly even come out if they needed to and interpret and say all right we understand congress's in, intent is this so even if you got forgiveness before the second stimulus act you know you can deduct those expenses i, I wonder is this the first time i mean i can't imagine the first time that Congress has kind of come out and said, we disagree with the IRS's interpretation of this that you can remember. I mean, what was it like back in the, uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Well, I remember reading uh, about a law that came across the ticker tape. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember anything specific, but um, but that happens all the time. Um, I you know that's the purpose of that's the reason Congress writes um, preambles to these laws where they express their intent, mm -hmm. so that the IRS has information to go from. Um, and I you know I I can't think of anything in particular, but I'm sure that that that, that that's happened lots and lots of times. Okay. So anyways, it's going to be interesting because I know we've prepared tax projections for clients. I've already started reaching out to them going, hey, hold off on making that payment, you know, or uh, you can maybe enjoy your Christmas a little more because uh, you're not going to owe as much as we had projected you were going to owe. So it, it's another thing in 2020 where we're just scrambling uh, with these new rules coming out. It's uh, it's crazy. But Good news for our clients. So I'm, I'm this will make things easier for for us and for the clients, though. Yeah, yeah. Interesting to see that they're going to be uh, moving on from the PPP thing, but staying in the businesses. Interesting to see uh, that there'll be grants for theaters and live venues who have also lost twenty five percent of their revenues. Um, so they can you know get grants for payroll, rent, utilities, PPE. I mean, it's basically a PPP loan, but it's just a direct grant. Um, this was interesting I on these grants that the way they're going to administer these grants for, for theaters and live venues is during the first 14 days of the programs, they're only going to fund businesses who have lost 90% of their revenues. Then during the next two weeks, they're only going to fund businesses who have lost 70% of their revenues. And then after that, they're just going to give out these grants. I thought that was interesting because we've talked about this for the whole, all of 2020 about dif different businesses who have different needs, right? We, we, we see this in, in the news as well as with our clients. Some clients applied and got this because they anticipated problems, but in the end, they didn't have problems. And others who are clearly uh, in need of these funds because their business has just been completely cut off because of the different restrictions of COVID. So and it's interesting to see them coming up with a solution that might have been good for them to have put into the original CARES Act back in March. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I can't imagine there's a theater that didn't, hasn't lost like 90% of their revenues. I mean, yeah. is, maybe, I guess in, in our area, I mean, maybe back in the Midwest or somewhere that they seem to have more open venues that 
it's possible, but yeah. But my impression is that even in those areas where they don't have the the legal restrictions, people still are not going to sit in theaters and things like that. You know, their business is way down. And so I think once I also kind of, I mean, I know you don't know, and I don't either. But how are those businesses? Are they are they keeping people on payroll? I mean, maybe I guess it's just like the skeleton crew of just trying to keep something going. Yeah, I would assume they've made a lot of layoffs. I, I mean, this is a tangent, but it, it's interesting to see how the theaters are adapting. I know that they're, you know, renting out their theater space to churches. Um, you, you know, you can go, I've thought about this, frankly, with my family, you can pay like a couple hundred bucks mm -hmm. and rent the entire theater for yeah. a private screening of a movie. That would be super fun Would get yeah. like, you know, 10 or 15 people and you can justify doing something like that. Yeah. We went to, I mean, sorry, plugging, but we went to Knott's Berry Farm last night and walked around the park for free and they had like all kinds of kind of crafts and Christmas kind of stuff. And it was, it was really fun. So obviously love seeing businesses that kind of think of new ingenious ways, but the theater thing, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I, I thought about doing that. Yeah. Just quickly on some other aspects of this uh, stimulus package is $82 billion in aid for K through 12 schools and colleges, uh, $10 billion in aid for childcare providers. You know, I don't know much about how they're administering those things. Um, an extension of time for um, the repayment of employee payroll taxes that were deferred so instead of those needing to be withheld from pay employee paychecks and repaid by April 30th, they can do it over a slower period of time through December 31st. Yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't even thought about that since you know the summertime. That was something that was we were trying to figure out how that gets yeah. administered, and in the end, it felt like that was wrought with um, potential problems if it. If an employee deferred payroll taxes and then left, you know, that, that seemed perilous. Yeah, so that was just an executive order issued by the, the president. It didn't, wasn't passed through Congress. I know we advised most clients that had employees to not defer the employee portion because the employer portion was already deferred under the CARES Act, I think, where and repaid in 2021 and 2022. This was the employee portion. Yeah, they had to have it withheld and repaid by April 30th. Now they can extend that through December 31st. That's that's nice. But I, once again, I think you kind of run the risk of if somebody leaves. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, um, rental assistance. So the moratorium on evictions was extended through January 31st of 2021. And there was $25 billion set aside to provide individuals with rental assistance for those who have lost uh, their sources of income. So I think that's all gonna be funneled down to the states and municipalities to administer those funds. I don't know too much more about that. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting as a um, landlord, if you had a, somebody that stopped paying, you'd be like, okay, here, let me help you 
taught this grant. Well, certainly it, it makes sense for landlords and everybody to get the word out how to get that kind of assistance. If somebody's unaware of it, um, yeah, it'd be good for landlords to let their tenants know about it. All right, well, good news. Hopefully everything we just discussed is how it ends up being when it's finally out and um, signed by the president. Um, and of course we will, as interpretations and news comes out, we'll keep talking about it. Yeah, great. It's Christmas week and, and uh, we sure hope our, our clients and our colleagues and friends and everybody have a blessed Christmas week and season. Absolutely. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. <clears throat>